This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, May 16th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, Eat, Sleep, Console Approach, or Unusual Care for Neonatal Opioid Withdrawal, is in the New England Journal of Medicine. The Eat, Sleep, Console Care tool relies on an assessment of withdrawal severity focused on an infant's ability to eat, sleep, and be consoled. This approach decreased the time until infants with opioid withdrawal were medically ready for discharge by a mean of 6.7 days, and the proportion of infants receiving pharmacologic treatment decreased by 32.5%. The study concludes that this approach facilitates more judicious use of medications for these infants. Next is a study titled Enumerating Contributions of Fentanyl and Other Factors to the Unprecedented 2020 Rise in Opioid Overdose Deaths. This study estimated over 18,000 excess opioid overdose deaths in 2020 relative to predictions based on prior trends and attributes 42% of the excess deaths to a rise in fentanyl supply, 6.9% to decreases in methadone maintenance treatment, and 1.4% to the combination. However, 49% of the excess deaths are unattributable, and the authors note that they could not consider factors such as social isolation or reduced access to harm reduction services in their model. A new study in Journal of Studies on Alcohol and Drugs is titled Alcohol Use Among Treatment-Seeking Individuals with Opioid Use Disorder. Using baseline assessment data from a multi-site comparative effectiveness trial, this study examined the relationship between alcohol and opioid use in treatment-seeking individuals with an opioid use disorder. Controlling for age, gender, ethnicity, and years of education, the likelihood of same-day opioid use was significantly lower on days in which participants drank any alcohol, as well as on days in which participants reported binge drinking. The prevalence of opioid use remained high on both alcohol and non-alcohol use days. Alcohol may be used to treat symptoms of opioid withdrawal and possibly play a secondary and substitutive role in individuals with opioid use disorder substance use patterns. Next, we have a study in psychological medicine titled Association Between Cannabis Use Disorder and Schizophrenia Stronger in Young Males Than in Females. In this Danish cohort study of close to 7 million individuals, sex differences between cannabis use disorder and schizophrenia were investigated. For males, the overall adjusted hazard ratio for cannabis use disorder on schizophrenia among 16 to 20-year-olds was twice that of females. A consistent increase in population attributable risk fraction for males versus females of cannabis use disorder and schizophrenia from 1972 to 2021 was also observed. Under the assumption of causality, some 15% of recent cases of schizophrenia among males would have been prevented in the absence of cannabis use disorder. These findings highlight the importance of early detection and treatment. A new study in the Journal of Addiction Medicine is titled No Excuses Anymore, Substance Use Screening and Treatment for Justice-Involved Youth. This study recommends that all team members in criminal justice facilities should have substance use training. One barrier was staff beliefs about substance use, such as distrust of medications for opioid use disorder. The authors also highlight the need for adequate resources, such as staffing and funding. Another barrier is youth ambivalence, as many youths believe substance use is normal with few consequences. The authors conclude that there needs to be provisions to continue substance use care after detection. 
The next article is in the American Journal of Psychiatry, titled Drug Overdose Prevention, and Exercise and Optimism. This editorial identifies three risk factors for overdose, failure to initiate medications for opioid use disorder, early discontinuation, and benzodiazepine use. The authors note that the elimination of the X waiver has improved access to medications for opioid use disorder, but in order to address the overdose rate, initiation and retention rates will need to be improved. Barriers to initiation include criminalization of drug use, stigma, pessimism about recovery, and fear of a continued yearning to get high. The most common reasons for discontinuing medications for opioid use disorder, the authors conclude that reducing overdose deaths will involve addressing such factors. Our next article, titled Safe Supply Initiatives, Are They a Recipe for Harm Through Reduced Healthcare Input and Supply-Induced Toxicity in Overdose? is in Journal of Studies on Alcohol and Drugs. In this perspective, the authors discuss initiatives to provide people who use drugs with access to safe supply medications as a harm reduction. While deregulatory changes to naloxone found significant impact on negative outcomes for opioid use disorder, the authors note such an approach for safer supply should not be considered in the same way. Motivations to decrease barriers to access are understandable, but safer supply medications do have potential bad outcomes. Our final article, titled Structure-Based Discovery of Conformationally Selective Inhibitors of the Serotonin Transporter, is in cell. The serotonin transporter removes synaptic serotonin and is the target of antidepressant drugs. The serotonin transporter adopts three conformations, outward open, occluded, and inward open. This study docked over 200 million small molecules against the inward open state of the serotonin transporter. Two potent inhibitors stabilized an outward closing state of the serotonin transporter with little activity against common off-targets. In mouse behavior assays, both compounds had antidepressant-like activity with potencies up to 200-fold better than Prozac and one substantially reversed morphine withdrawal effects. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ACM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and ASAM.org. We'll be back next week.